Hey, this is Colt Cabana, professional wrestler from the Art of Wrestling podcast. You're listening to City Wrestling Radio Podcast, which is weird because it's either radio or podcast. Can't be both, but hey, with you, baby, it is. Yeah. What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this is the B Show. I'm your host, Corey Smith, in the Diamond Studio today with my friend, my colleague, my co-host. Your cohort? My cohort. Your advocate? Yeah. Oh, you're an advocate for me now? Yeah, That's sure. Awesome. Whatever. Just for, the like, C- for the brand, CWR brand. Okay. Advocate for CWR. I like that. Yeah. I'm pretty much the Paul Heyman of CWR, but I'm not Paul Heyman. I'm Michael Vergara. What's going on? How are you today, man? I'm okay. <laughs> like, I... I know I had to like I sent you that like Slack text was saying hey I have negative energy for SmackDown which was a super nothing show I watched it, a little bit of it it was it was a fun show I felt like I mean it's two hours so yeah of course it's not of course they ain't gonna drag it only had like what like ten segments like all together really like it was a couple matches yeah. and like but everything was long and kind of dr- more drawn out I I mean because it's just none none of none of this matters because like it's Extreme Rules which is a very uh, which is a very transitional show. Well, you for, know? No, it was a tra- okay. SmackDown was a transitional show for a transitional pay per view, and I had zero incentive to care about any of this because we're going off to greener pastures. That is SummerSlam, but you know, hey, it it'll be a fine show. Extreme Rules will. I can see it being an okay show. There will be moments, but it's it's not going to move the needle in terms of my my level of care. That is the WWE. Well, come on, Daniel Bryan has uh, the powers of the dark side now. I mean, he got pyro powers. Holy wait, shit! What was going? What's there's happening? a giant spider on my wall. Ooh! I need I, I need to pause this. I need to kill that thing. Okay. All right, arachnophobia over. Yeah. Whew. It, it it was over with you going over. Hey, you know Mr. I spider the spider arachnoman. T- he took he he went down for the did he did the job. There were some people out there who refused to go to do business, and when people don't do business. You have to do business for them. Hey, man. And you went into you went out to business for yourself. You had to shoot on that spider. Thank you, thank you, Spider. We well, we thank you for his job. You know. Hey, we best him the luck. Lo- hey, he may have been a terror on the locker room and on this bedroom, but we, we do him. wish him the best in his future endeavors. Amen to that. But guys, where were we? Uh, weird. This is the B show, dude. This is the B show. You yeah. can find us at our home, SoundCloud.com/slash City Wrestling Radio. Also, across other fine podcast delivery options. Also, if you want to follow us on social media, we are at CWR415, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Check us out. Check us out. Hey, check us out and... Put a like in there. Put a comment. We'll say thank you. Hey. Put in a sub. Yeah. Do what you need to do when it comes to social media. Spread the word of City Wrestling Radio. Yeah, maybe maybe you can flirt with us a little bit, too. That's what people do on social media, right? Yeah, yeah. but you're, fr- you're flirting with the brand, not like individual people, but like just... The logo of City Wrestling Radio. It's a good-looking logo. I mean, it, it is single. Yeah. It does need, a, like, another logo partner. Mm-hmm. So. But, guys, we're not talk- We're not here to hook up our logo with anybody. We are here to talk a little NXT. Oh, I thought NXT. we were. No. Okay. A little NXT 205 Live and uh, maybe a little, little G1 special because uh, we didn't fully didn't get into it yet. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Or a little maybe G1 or whatever. The the G one special we'll talk about the G1. San Francisco we'll, Cal Palace. Yeah, we'll Cal talk about G one on tomorrow, but we'll talk about the G one special from this past weekend. Yeah, yeah. So um, give our quick thoughts because it was like a while ago. Yeah. Who knows? I guess we'll we'll start out. We should start. You want to just do chronologically, like yeah. we do the in media res, like hey, this is what happened last Saturday, and then Tuesday, and yeah. then Wednesday. There we go. Yeah. Uh, so we start off uh, back at the Cow Palace this past weekend. Oh yes, yeah, fifteen minutes away from the very fine Diamond Studio. Yeah, nice, nice lift driver way. You know, you have a little pregame over. What there. was his name? What was his name? James. James. Oh, very nice Filipino man because he was from that area. So yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He thought he was from the area, but then he was trying to like turn into the the Cow Palace, and I don't know, man. I feel like some of those drivers lately they've just been a little. Just antsy. I mean, come on. They're not working. antsy. They just like don't know the area as well. I don't know. Yeah. I won't get into it, man. I should just you know stop drinking so much and start driving. Did Did you take Did you keep track of the prediction addiction in terms of? No, okay. No way. Yeah, you were too drunk to do that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I wasn't too drunk. I just at that point I was just like we were doing like three shows that day, and I was it, the room was like the room felt like it did in the Cow Palace that night. It was hot. It got it got there. I never maybe because I was only wearing my very fine Golden State Warriors New Japan shirt, mm-hmm. but it didn't feel. 
I think maybe because the exit was right behind me and there was like there was a good amount of wind flow. There you go. And so and you guys were the only you and Gabriel, uh, Morningstar, Gabalina, as we lovingly referred mm-hmm. to in the last week's podcast. Uh, you were pretty much the only guys cheering for Cody Rose that entire night. No, there were yes. people. No, there were people in front of us. There Nobody people, bought. We, the we fact were in that the Cody section. Okay. I'm okay. I'm saying very unfortunate. You were in the C section. The we were in the SS. Oh, that's not good. Um, okay, no, we were <laughs> in section SS. Yeah, row K, which you know, you know, as anybody who's ever been to the cow palace before, not a single bad seat in the house. Exactly. I've like, even seen pictures from like people who sat nosebleeds, and it's really nice. Yeah, like some for, part of me felt like, ooh, maybe, maybe I should just try to see what it's look what it looks like in the unsold seats. Mm-hmm. Like, do, did you? <clears throat> I should have asked you if you ever wanted to like sneak over there and just see what it would look like. Yeah, and like arguably yeah. better, but hey, should have could have woulda. Yeah, uh, you think they'll ever go back to the cow palace? It's it's a tough. I think they're trying to expand a little bit, like go everywhere. But they are going back to they've gone back to Long Beach. They're going back for a third time coming up in September. But do you think so. since they sold that out, it would just be a better perception for the company to have a show that sells out constantly, even though there's only what like three thousand seats in that one area, yeah, with the pyramid. <clears throat> and so I can see them not. I can find plus I, the dojos down there too. Yeah. I can I can I see would like just them. I would love. For them to go back to the cow palace because you know by because of our bi- personal bias of you know ge- yeah. geography, but I can see the justification of them not going back because you know this is this might be their proverbial ceiling. Now, if they somehow by sheer miracle get like your Chris Jericho like they originally planned to, or or your Rey Mysterios, yeah. which you know Paul, which they didn't make it due to obvious reasons yeah. probably, uh, they could try to sell that out. But then another part of me like wants it to not sell out because I want a proverbial chance to get any, you know, get get any of those tickets. You know how hard it was to get those tickets. Yeah, I mean, like even like I said that we were trying, we were trying to get front row at first, which would have been crazy because I mean where we were sitting, those were like three hundred too. Yeah, and I was like from where our seats were, like those. Like yeah. 15, 20 section or rows in between us, mm-hmm. that was not worth one hundred and seventy dollars. There was like a seventy, eighty dollar difference between like a row, like wasn't like. Yeah, wasn't there like a seventy to eighty dollar difference between like our seats and then like three rows ahead of us? Yeah, that's so re- that's uh, pretty yeah, that's ridiculous. Crazy. Um, but the seats we had were great. You know, um, oh yeah, we weren't really crammed in. It's a good. Uh, if anything, it was a really great gauge of to see what you know the Cow Palace can truly offer in terms of a venue. Oh, I hope they never reminded me the down. good old WCW days. It's a it's a high school auditorium on steroids. Yes, it is. It's it's like, a, like right down to the, like the side. Like even like the the concessions. Well, you walk in there and you feel like you're stepping into like 1988. It's great. I it hope really it never changes. I hope it never changes. And uh, especially in the bar, they have the neon signs with the bull and the mm-hmm. the cowboy. And yeah. apparently, Jose used to work in there. Really? Yeah, we were talking about this yesterday. Oh wow! So did he ever? Did he? Uh, how did did he talk about his recollections of? Was there any like key shows that he remembered that he worked? No, nah, we didn't get too much into it. Uh, we should. Have, you're I working should at the bar. Time. You're working at the Cow Palace Bar in the '90s, man. Probably taking a couple shots back too. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, he could he could have just snuck into the arena and just like, hey, what's going on there? Hey, Metallica. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Let's go. Let's go. Or WCW yeah. doing the RVD thing like he said he would. <laughs> uh, let's, you know what? Let's just go through these match like match results. Mm-hmm. We don't have to go to Bullet Club. King Haku, Tamatanga, Tangaloa, Yujiro, Takahashi, and Chase Owens defeats Chaos, which consisted of Yoshihashi, Gato, Rocky Romero, Show, and yeah. Yo, and Cho. Rapungi 3K, 3K, 3K. Yeah, and so this was pretty much. Yeah, it was pretty much just a whatever match. Uh, they, the members of that particular Bullet Club, would play a bigger role later in the night. Later yeah, later in the night. It was kind of a yeah, it was kind yeah. of like a Bullet Club uh, centric show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the next match, Chaos of Tomohiro Ishii and Toriyanu defeated Suzuki Gun, Minoru, which consisted of Minoru Suzuki and Zack Saber Jr. in a tag team match at nine for, uh, like clocking in at nine minutes and forty two seconds. I thought that Suzuki Gun would win this, but you know this match was just tailor made for Toriyanu to take the pin. But surprisingly enough, would. Zack Saber Jr. just yeah man pin. you know it was uh, the match started off it was really a very nice. it was a big surprise the uh, match started off really nice with uh, you know Ishii and um, Suzuki just going right at it uh, with mm-hmm. those hard kicks hard chops and the cool thing about those New Japan crowds now is I think everyone quiets down for a moment of course to hear those chops throughout the arena yeah. oh they were loud and um, I got to witness the Kazeni Hare entrance music from 
Minoru Suzuki, which yeah. is something I will probably never forget okay. for the rest of my life. Nice. Until the next New Japan show that I get that I get to go to. It, w- it was like when my dreams came true when I saw NWL versus DX in the ring. Oh, yes. At WrestleMania 31. It's exactly like that. <laughs> uh, next match, Bullet Club, Hangman Page, Marty Skorl, defeating Takuchi Japan, which was Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kushida. Hangman Page, uh, he did a really cool moonsault off the apron. Yeah, I missed To a standing missed opponent. matches, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, what were you guys doing? There were just, just long lines for everything. Drinks and. I trying to stay hydrated, man. I know that's a very that's a very very important so thing to I do. Was when extra you're... Jack Daniels, and I I told her just give me the bottle, but yeah, she said she would trade me the bottle for my glasses that night, but I didn't want to give her my glasses. It's a very smart decision. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they uh, uh that happened at ten minutes flat, and then here's another match you friggin' missed, which consisted of Hiroki Goto, Hiroki Goto versus Jeff Cobb for the, it was a singles match for the Never Open Weight Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, Hiroki Goto got booed due, mostly due to Jeff Cobb being the homeboy hero. APW Universal Champion coming out with his championship belt. Surprisingly so, yeah. That's, a, I, that's a good advertisement for the APW. I really thought... I, dude, even Jose was saying he heard APW just like all over the place this weekend. Just yeah. anywhere he listened about wrestling. There were, ba- APW. There were very big APW chants in the arena, mm-hmm. which I hear... I mean, if Jose heard it from the broadcast... That's uh, you know, yeah. That's good advertisement. And they even like made, they mentioned they start talking a little bit on the on yeah. air about it. So, uh, yeah, Hiroki Goto goes over Jeff Cobb, at a, uh, twelve minutes ten seconds. And then the next match: Young Bucks versus Los Ingobernables de Japón, which was Sonata and Evil. Um, this was a really fun match. It was a great match. I wouldn't necessarily say it was above the Dominion match, but no. then again, that match was incredible. But in it was kind right. It was really cool. How um. Evil and Sonata hit the Meltzer driver. Was it on Nick or Matt? Um, I think they did it on Matt. I think it was, he was the, the. Which one's the one with the bandana? Darker hair or lighter hair? Lighter hair is with the with the. Well, bandana. either one of them is always going to have the bandana. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was Nick. Okay. Someone's listening to us. Like you don't even know which Young Bucks the Buck Buck. You don't even know. God, dedicate. 15, I dedicate 15 hours of wrestling a day. You guys are just like Mission Street Marks wearing wrestling shirts. Gentrification, rubes. Ugh. Cover too much WWE, even though we're talking about New Japan right now. I know, right? Yeah. Hey, only so many hours in the day. Listen to an, Actually, no, don't listen to any other podcast. Yeah, listen to this one. Exactly. <laughs> so many hours a day to watch wrestling and listen to us. Yeah. Uh, Young Bucks defeat Los Ingrenables to help own in 16-5. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then another chaos match. A lot of chaos. I mean, that's what New Japan is. Just a bunch of factions. Just chaos versus Bullet Club all the time. And Los and Lij. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you got the next match, Chaos, which consists of one the 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 great Kazuchika Okada and Will Osprey defeating Los Ingrenables de Japón, Tetsuya Naito, and Bushi. So Lij over two this tonight that night. Yeah. So far, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a tag team match. Uh, no Rainmaker, no Destinos. None of the, you know, the, the little pose that Okada does. These guys... Osprey Cutter? Or? No. Because I didn't see... I guess it's another, another no, one. No, when, when Okada does that pose where after he drops kicks, drop kicks an individual or lays somebody out in the middle of the ring, he does the Rainmaker pose right. where he just zooms out. None of that. Naito in t-shirt mode. Um, I was... Oh, he didn't uh, come out in a suit? No, he didn't. Oh. Of course he didn't come out in a suit. Oh, you missed he, this one too? Yeah. Okay. Because no, the day before when he did the uh, the meet and greet, he was in full suit. That's stupid. Yeah. Uh, no, that's not stupid at all. Okay. I thought he said, uh, when you said meet and greet, I thought the King of Indies was like, wait, he's not the King of Indies. No, no, yeah. When he was at the New Japan meet and greet, he was in full suit. So I thought that was That, that doesn't was make weird. any sense. Yeah. Did he just, like, it's a one it's a one and done thing with that suit if I wear this suit? I Super can't. nice guy. I would imagine so. How how so? Like was he just like, like did he just bow to you a bunch or? Uh, well, no. He made sure to shake our hands right as we walked up, and like he would, like make sure like when people walk away if they forget to shake, he like he was like no no thank you, and like make sure to shake everyone's hand. He owes every bit of his success to his fans. Yeah, you know, just like every wrestler. I mean, Suzuki was very grumpy. How how I mean it's Suzuki. Like uh, honestly, like Suzuki just walked in. Like he literally looked like he woke up from a nap. Like in a, in his car, walked in as a hit. Like his eyes were half glazed over. And the first guy walks up, and the first guy was like a really nice guy. I was talking to him line. He's just like, uh, "Hey, I really loved your match, and so and so, you did really, and saw your 30th anniversary. It was great." And he's just like, "Arigato." No, he, you know, he just like nodded his head and like mm-hmm. looked at the picture. You uh, know, such is life uh, in a on the road wrestler. He yeah. probably just got off the plane. You know how hard it is to 
it, I would assume a, a, a flight from Japan to San Francisco. Oh, it's would, even worse apparently because they go like back or what is it? What? Well, time wise. Yeah. Like as opposed to like like if we go to. Oh yeah, uh, no, it's terrible. Like yeah. someone who goes to the Philippines every year, which is about the same distance, and eh, maybe a mile or two. Not a mile or two. <laughs> <laughs> Not a. Mile. It's like two miles outside Japan. It's like a twenty. It's more. It's twenty minutes more. Yeah. But yeah, no, going from like going from the Pacific to the United States, it does. It wears out on you, man. Mm-hmm. It really does. So, I wouldn't blame Suzuki that much. No, yeah, yeah. Then. Uh, where am I? Naito okay. and yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like I said, Tatsuya Naito and Bushi. I mean, Tatsuya Naito and Okada. I was personally kind of disappointed because they were in proverbial house show mode. I'm glad I got to see them. Yeah, but you know, as uh, as a jaded wrestling fan who's never satisfied, I was not satisfied. If you know what I mean. Next match, you got Hiromo Takahashi versus Dragon Lee. I definitely saw this one. They're, the whole world was watching this one, especially especially Takahashi. And I, th- I thought this was like a really great match. Um, and you know, up, up till the very end, where it just—I mean, it was no. I I thought it was a really great match all in all. Oh no, I was. It just unfortunate. I was captivated. The, uh, yeah, it the just had that, that unfortunate yeah. accident that unfortunately overshadows everything that mm-hmm. happens Injuries before it with the whole. Dragon Lee with the it was a botch like he what was the movie I don't Phoenix, the Phoenix the Phoenix Suplex or the Phoenix Plex yeah it's the Phoenix Plex where he Dragon Lee he just due to just exhaustion kind of cradles him and then he cradles him and then he makes sure he tries to just throw him over his back throw of. him over his back and then he doesn't let go yeah but then in this very instance he did let go well, he had, yeah like I said he had three matches the night before at King yeah, of the maybe, Indies the maybe he, King of the Indies maybe he shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I, you know, as some as someone, I didn't personally. I know I didn't go to the King of the Indies, and so it was. Yeah, it was pretty grueling. So maybe he shouldn't have, you know, wrestled for about three hours in front of seven hundred people. But hey, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, huh? I I enjoyed it. Yeah, you selfish wrestling fan. Yeah, don't even know. Don't even. Don't even just care. Never satisfied. Just, just don't care. Blood. Yeah. But um. In the face. Yeah. So that that it was aside from that really horrific Hiromu Takahashi neck spill. Yeah. Then he, I guess he was rushed to the hospital right after after collapsing backstage. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into more into that in the new news yeah. show. Uh, but Hiromu, regardless, he goes over Dragon Lee sixteen eighteen, mm-hmm. and he retains his junior heavyweight championship. Then after this match, my personal match of the night. Oh yeah, I thought that's probably Juice the best Robinson match. versus Jay White. Singles match for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. And I'll just say this was probably the best match out of both of these guys' entire New Japan runs. Yeah. Possibly Juice Robinson's entire career. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, I've seen Juice Robinson, or not Juice, but I mean uh, Jay White. He had a really good match at APW back for the Halloween Hell show. He's a very talented wrestler. Very talented. You know? Um, But he was playing up the more like the aerial kind of... uh, Yeah. um, Moves of that match, kind of more of a cruiserweight style, as opposed to this, where it was kind of more... Um, brawling and mm-hmm. um, for those who don't really in the know how know of Jay White, otherwise why are you listening to this podcast if you don't know? Uh, he has gone on to have a gimmick change. He was he used to be Young Lion, which is pretty much at New Japan's proverbial NXT. Yeah, you know, young boy system, young boys, <laughs> where they just you know just have these students where they only wear black trunks, they have no personality, and they're really just there to. You know, pay their dues. They're actually they work security too at meet and greets. Really? Yep. That's crazy. I, yeah, I, it's funny because they're they're working security and people are like, "Hey, can I get a picture with you?" And like, they're like, "Wait, yeah, you're my favorite young lion." Yeah. I didn't even know who they were, but I was like, "Hey, one day." There's this one guy that I forgot his name. I mean, they're sh- young lions. Sh- sh- Shayota or whatever. Whatever. Um, but yeah, Jay White had he uh, he's more or less graduated from this uh, young lion system and he has taken on the persona of Switchblade. Which, I mean, I think the only way to describe it is he's really into knives and he's really into red lines because, you know, you can't have red <laughs> lines without switch without a switchblade and everything. Yeah, I call like him knife pervert and everybody calls him knife pervert. Even Wikipedia calls him knife pervert. Did you put that in there? In Wikipedia? No, I didn't. You're like, no, I swear to God I didn't. I really didn't. But he, Jay White's a guy, in my opinion, who they really put him head first into the, into the really big lake. That's a really weird yeah. word, weird way of saying that, but Put he is a guy who just like 
he is put on these really major stages and expect him to have like the greatest matches ever. Like in Tokyo Dome, he went up against Hiroshi Tanahashi, who was bare, who could barely move at the time. Right. And it was expected a five star match out of it. Lo- uh, the Long Beach show, he went before the Golden Lovers against Hangman Page, and he, they had a whatever match, which you know nobody really responded to. So we, he was really at risk of being kind of a bit of a bust. But he was, but but th- at this instance. Jay White has really come into his own oh, yeah. as a character in this particular match. Mostly, I think, because of his chemistry with Juice Robinson, who also just came off as that company's biggest think, star. I still think like Juice, with the Cow Palace. Ju- Juice is a total dork. Oh, yeah, no, he's, um, but he's very lovable in a sense that you want to get behind him. Um, but yeah, did, you watch it, did you watch the match afterwards? I didn't, actually. Um, no, it definitely felt, you felt more of the heat watching it, like, really? you know, of the match. Because <clears throat> I could, you could have told me Jay, Juice Robinson was born in the parking lot of the Cow Palace, and I would have believed you. That's <laughs> he, how over he was. He came out with those. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant just like just some guy that was left from like a parade or something. <laughs> it explains the dreads, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, he had like those like colonial red, white, and blue pants on, and once you knew he was coming out with that, I'm like, all right, this guy. He's winning the U.S. title. Yeah, for America. Uh, yeah, definitely. He's the first American to win the U.S. championship. So congratulations, Juice Robinson, because he does indeed win Your against third IWGP. He is the third IWGP United States United States champion. Said repeating after what I'm saying Juicy. in a very slow manner. Juicy Robinson. Juicy Robinson. Match of the night because it because it definitely wasn't this match. It was Kenny Omega. <laughs> Sorry, Kenny Omega and Cody for the IWGP. This was still a really fun match. Okay, I'll say this: they're both very talented individuals. They both know how to craft a really craft a real story. They're both pretty good at acting. Yeah, I just thought this match. The fact that they used lat- tables, ladders, and chairs. With no DQ at all. With a no DQ. Well, no one said there was no DQ. Uh, yeah. But then the fact, that they, they, the fact that they had to use that, use those you know, elements in a match, really goes to show to me that they didn't have enough faith within themselves to have a, main, a New Japan main event caliber quality match. So they had to rely on those type of spots. That's how I saw it. It's like, these guys are, these guys are relying yeah. too much on this. I... I felt like they were just trying to go it, after the like the casual fan because like yeah. a lot of the people there at the Cal like you had like ninety percent of the people there were diehard you know fans, but you still had a good amount of people there saying, "Oh, there's wrestling going on up here. I've heard of this New Japan. Let's go check it out." And so they just had to rely on like North American wrestling right. tropes of just it, it was like teasing an, spots in a ladder spot. Like, yeah, these are great for like me was, taking a video of it on my phone and then showing it to people of what of a uh, of what event I did the, like for my yeah. for my weekend that week. But otherwise, I just thought it was just wasn't at the standard of what I would expect out of a Kenny Omega New Japan main event well, as Omega's a heavyweight champion because he was fighting Cody. No, come on. And I think and I think they were and it, I his and I next th- feud isn't going to be you know, nearly as good, I feel like, as Cody. Then that's, and well, that's super unfortunate. I just, um, I felt like the style was an amalgam of the mm. two. Um, basically, anyway. you had, you know, a mix of uh, North American style, but they still kept it rough like a New Japan match. Um, For like the last like three minutes where Cody just kept, I mean, when Kenny Omega was just like kneeing Cody in the face like for three minutes straight, which I personally enjoyed. Oh, and that suplex off the top of the ladder, though. That's a stiff ring, man. It really it is for both of them. I'm just saying yeah. it's a lot stiffer. Like AJ Styles has reportedly said, like when I in the TNA rings, the New Japan rings, when I take a bump off there, I feel I felt like I'm taking three years out of my life. But when I when I take a bump in the WWE ring, oh, it's like a soft bed in the heavens. Yeah. So the fact that they did what it was like a twenty foot ladder, easily yeah. Yeah. it was easily twenty feet, and they yeah. took a superplex out of that. Yeah, that's a uh, that's six years off of their lives, Jesus. both of them. It's like times two for both. But nonetheless, Kenny Omega wins in 34 minutes and 14 seconds. I'll say it was better than their Super Card of Honor match. Yeah, definitely. Easily. Um, maybe one of Cody's best matches since the Kota Ibushi match at the Tokyo Dome. Mm-hmm. That match was incredible. Yeah. Um, but then afterwards, you got the Tongans of Tamatanga, Tongaloa, and uh, Haku. Attacking um, Bullet Club pretty much as they're walking up the ramp. Yeah. And it was... <laughs> <laughs> Look, th- that angle was. Everybody was. Y- you and I were filing for the exits as soon as Kenny Omega well, was. Yeah, a lot of people were actually already out. And, and out then you hear now. people like, ah! Yeah. And so, like, wait, what's going on? I, I hope 
I hope something. I hope it's an angle. Yeah. I hope an angle is going on. And indeed, indeed it, was. it was, where you know the the Tongan members of the Bullet Club, the, Tom, the what they're calling themselves, the Tongans or the Firing Squad. I think they're yeah. I think it's the Firing Squad. Yeah. Where I, I did I did see them put up something. I was like the Tongans. I I think the I think this creates a very interesting chapter within New Japan within the Bullet Club thing. Yeah. It could because like Cody Rhodes, he came back. But what I thought was really stupid about that angle was that each Bullet Club member entered one by one. Oh, just like, for them just to get beat down when like they could just scroll. Yeah, I'm going. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. Hangman Page. I'm going. Boom, boom, boom. Tokyo Pim, yeah. Yeah. Eventually, Cody Rhodes comes out. They hand the chair him to Him limping with him holding his sides. Like, what are you guys doing? Like, have the chair. Yeah. They, well, they hand him the chair. It looks like he's going to hit uh, K- Kenny with it, and then he attacks Tom. No, no. Face uh, Cody Rhodes just when I thought his career could not get any better. Well, at least that side of the bullet. Kenny and Cody are completely fine now. Um, They're fine. According to the new episode of Being the Elite. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he gave him some chicken nuggets. And that was the peace offering. Yeah. So but uh, apparently Cody Rhodes, he's taking a break because he's going to act. something, right? It's probably, yeah, he's going to act something for Arrow or some other unannounced thing. It's oh, probably Arrow. Stardust. <sighs> Whatever. Stardust back in I, Arrow. I personally don't care. But he will be back for All In, and this just sets up uh, Kenny Omega and company for the G1. And I think Tama... Tomatonga's in it. No, yeah, Tamatonga's in it, but I'm not sure which block it is. Yeah. I think it's the same as Kenny Omega. I believe so. It a has block. to be. I mean, otherwise, why would they do this angle? A block. Well, they just like, oh, okay, we're just going to ignore this until the G1, and then after the G1, hey, we hate each other. Well, that was a New Japan G1 classic. Ooh, Very good. nice show. You know what? It was Since it was my first time in a wrestling event, New Japan thing, Yeah. I... I thought it was a good show. I wouldn't necessarily travel all the way. Now, how many travel flare, across the country for how it? How many flare chops would you give this show? Three. Okay. All right. <laughs> three. Three flare chops. Sorry for the show. It was. Thank a great you, show. sir. Can I have another? Uh, it's four flare chops now. It's uh yeah, it was a great show. You know, even going in and coming out. Um, yeah, I hear I mean, people like I I wouldn't if I heard saw that card. The day it was announced, I wouldn't travel across the country for it. People but, did, though. But people did. Um, That's I, but then, and they definitely, um, they definitely enjoyed themselves. Yeah. Which, hey, if you enjoyed it, you enjoyed it. Exactly. Uh, this was a solid 8 out of 10 show. It was a whole weekend of wrestling, too. So if you went to King of Indies the night before, traveling yeah. for both. Actually, some girl traveled up here just for the New Japan show, the meet and greet. She was like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to go to on Friday night. I might go to Hood Slam. I might go to this. And some guy was like, I have an just extra ticket. Well, he was like, I have an extra ticket to King of Indies. Hey, babe, you want to... No, he's like, my friend can't come. Like, it wasn't like, hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. You want to hey, come with us? Um, and she's like, thanks. Um, but I, I really wish I didn't miss Hood Slam, because there's, there's another Hood Slam one this weekend, but I can't make it. It's on Sunday. Why? Because the, the World Cup? You're just too invested in... No, I... It's, France and Croatia? Yes. Uh, no. It's 7 a.m.? Viewing party. Cool. Um, yeah. You want that? You just plug, might as well just plug that now. No, I mean, they'll figure it out eventually. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, guys, Extreme Rules uh, Watch Party this weekend at the Keysar Pl- Pub, Pub, 770 Stanion Street. I have to say it like Shelton Benjamin. Right right across the street from the Keysar Stadium. Yeah. and uh, Is it called Stadium? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Or Keysar Greens. I don't know. It's yeah. Keysar Stadium. Um, Borders of Golden Gate Park. Yeah, food, drinks, come tip your bartender. We have trivia afterwards. It's right near that McDonald's that closed down. Yes. Oh. Rest in peace. Wah, wah, wah. Apparently it was the epicenter of every like every drug known to man in that neighborhood. Oh, definitely. It they, really they was. Were all, all, the, all the homeless kids were hanging out there. Yeah. Getting in a fight. We're necessarily up. kids, too. Like No, no, they were. They were all like 17. I mean, I've seen. I'm kidding. Much, okay, I, I know, but no, there's a good amount of like homeless kids up there. I'm surprised that Amoeba is still up and up or uh, operational. Hey, man, they get they get by with all those uh, medical marijuana recommendations. Is it real? Yeah, they do. They do one in there. The, do they? Just, they? I'm surprised they don't just straight up sell marijuana sell at the Amoeba. Yeah, you think that you get like hey, you get like half off a record if you buy an eighth of Maui Wowie. There's Maui Wowie. Yeah, I don't even think I've never even bought Maui Wowie before. I mean, I don't even know my strains. Some San Francisco, I am. Uh, but from some great wrestling, let's get in some more great wrestling on the B show. It's a great segue. Get into our usuals. 205 Live. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's really hard to watch wrestling this week after coming to those shows this weekend. I feel like. 
Oh yeah, no, definitely. Since because you kind of have that excitement involving the 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 G one special in San Francisco, and mm-hmm. then the over overwhelmingly looming behemoth of wrestling that is the G one climax, right? Which is starting this Friday, which is Saturday morning because Japan time zones. Yeah, it makes me really hard to care about anything that WWE is happening between this weekend with Extreme Rules and the end of the G one. How long does G one go for? G one goes for like two weeks. It's no, like three weeks. Oh my god! So yeah, because it's 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 nineteen events. Jesus Christ! Because it's, there's nineteen matches. Yeah. So, so there's like one match per show. Yeah, and it's and it's really no, it's yeah no 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 it's not one match per no, show. I'm not not like one match, but like one one G one match per show, and then like the rest is like that's not true. Actually, matches that okay. is definitely not true. Okay, I'll um. I'll quote you on, don't quote me on any of this. Don't uh, ever quote uh, us on anything what we say on CWR. It's all speculation. We're just shooting the shit, Sharu, Sharu. Um, But yeah, no, 205 Live this week started off with a uh, little Kalisto versus Tony Nese. You know, Lucha House Party coming out with Kalisto. Um, Buddy Murphy. No pinata, which is no, great. Yeah, no pinata. No, well, it was thrown into the audience a couple weeks ago by Zhugalak. So that's it. That's it. Penelope was gone. Uh, then, like I said, Tony Nese coming out to the ring with Buddy Murphy. Um, I guess they're going to form some sort of... They're just going to like go with this tag team route now because uh, it looks like they're starting to feud with the Lucha House Party. Um, the match was pretty much nothing. Um, well, I, just like Lucha House Party. Yeah. Um, eventually, uh, um, Buddy Murphy kind of gets involved, attacks Kalisto for the DQ finish. Um, and yeah, man, Kalisto wins by DQ. It's a just a giant brick wall of nothing regarding any of those performers right now. It's just, which Buddy is a Mur- shame. I mean, Buddy Murphy, I mean. It's because there's no, it's really, it's just because these guys are just having a match for the sake of having a match and having mm-hmm. the commentators explain it rather than the performers explaining it. So there's like zero. Like Grand Metalik took Grand the biscuit before Buddy Murphy. Tony Nace was about to get the knees on Grand Metalik, but Grand Metalik, blah, 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 blah. Exactly. Uh, so it looks like we're setting up, um, like I said, a tag team we'll probably have for a few weeks. Um you know, Tony Nese and Buddy Murphy versus Lucha House Party, different varieties every single week. Yeah. And then one on ones for five more weeks. I don't know, man. If it continues. How do you, how can you, what do you, well, how can you make Lucha House Party more like a house party besides at a pinata? Put Kid and Play. You know, Kid and Play needs to like come out and sing their song, sing like a Kid and Play song. They should make or they should write a rap for Lucha House Party. Like Send it's Lucha, to CFO. Lucha, Lucha House Party. They should, um, they, should get, they should get Pam from um from the from, office. No, from Mart from that show Martin because she was also in House Martin. Party. Uh, that's all I remember about House Party. <laughs> Kid and play and Pam from the Martin all show right. that she was in it. Maybe one of them could cut the top of their um, mask off and grow like that flat top, like the main kid from Kid and Play had. I'm surprised no wrestler has ever done that before. I'm sure there has. I mean, Scotty Tuhati kind of was the closest. But that was a beanie hat. No, he, it was like a bucket hat. Oh, yeah, a bucket hat. I'm sorry, yeah. bucket hat. My dad tried to tell me what growing. He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, because um, there was this um, wrestling federation in San Francisco. It was like, it, you know, so the crazy championship wrestling or something like that. And he said, CCW? Oh. No, it wasn't CCW. But it was like took place at bars and stuff. And he was like, yeah, I, I wrestle. They call me El Pompadour. I, I cut off the top of my mask, and I, I put my hair up like Elvis. I was like, that's actually pretty cool, like looking back at it. Like, I don't know. I'm just saying, sure, man. Sure, yeah. But cutting off the ma- top of the mask would be kind of cool. Um, t- next up, we have Noam Dar backstage with uh, GM Drake Maverick. Uh, just kind of congratulating him for his win last week. You know, was it 30 seconds? It's like a 30-second win. I'm going to say yes. Um, that's when TJP walks in. You know, he's saying, like, what was, what was this stuff last week? You know, I, I wasn't prepared for him. I didn't know Noam Dar was coming back. He's playing the role of the entitled heel. Yeah. You know? Um, Comes which in. is very fresh in the realm of wrestling, especially in WWE. Yeah, you, they usually don't use it that often, which is really cool of them. What what else happened? Uh, in the segment? Yes. Nothing. Match made for next week. <laughs> uh, match made for next week. We're going to have Noam Dar versus TJP again. Next up, we have uh, Leo Rush versus one future or former WWE superstar. And is he like a permanent 205? Con- uh, okay, what? 205 live roster member? Now, because he's been on a few times, wasn't he like in the uh, CWC? Colin Delaney, yeah. Referring to he's you're referring to Colin Delaney, Colin Delaney, yes. yes. Um, but like I said, I feel like he's been in and out the cruiserweight division, uh, just a job out. He's kind of like the Ellsworth when Ellsworth was jobbing out to Strowman instead of 
whatever. I don't. I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. Uh, but Colin Delaney uh, versus Leo Rush. Out comes Akira Tozawa to uh, watch the match ringside. That's when uh, Leo Rush kind of gets a chair for him. He wants him to sit down, you know, enjoy the match. Uh, it, was, it was a good match. Leo Rush, I mean, it's incredible everything he does. He can just run around the ring for 20 minutes. I would be entertained. You can really see his size, though. He's really small. He's very, very small. But he's very fast, so that kind of makes up for it. Yeah, but it, I, I thought He though, might be even shorter than Rey Mysterio. I think he's like 5'7". Rey Mysterio is not 5'7". No. Leo Rush. Leo Rush is not 5'7". Okay. No. Because, like, you look at Daniel Bryan. Okay, are we going to fact... Let's Might as well flat fact check. Hey, we might as well. Uh, I mean, again, this could be the build height. See, oh, he's 5'6"? Wow. Gee, well, Remember, that's build height. Yeah. Like, you're, the, world is trying to tell, the world is trying to tell me that Adam Cole is 6 foot. That dude is not 6 foot. How tall is he? 5'11"? He probably. 5'11". Five ten. He's definitely not six foot. As someone who's six foot, that is not a six foot man. Uh, eventually, uh, well, there was a pretty cool spot. I thought that um, Colin Delaney came out quick, trying to roll up Leo Rush. Um, thought it'd be pretty cool if Leo Rush kind of took a loss right there. But I mean, he came to collect, so yeah. Um, eventually, Leo Rush hits his finisher on Colin Delaney. Pin one, two, three. After the match, Akira Tozawa cuts a pretty cool promo. Just you know, you are great, but what have you done here? I know you are, but what am I? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, Kind of uh, gets in the ring. Leo Rush asks for the microphone. He starts playing Keep Away with him. You know, like, here you go. No, here you go. Here you go. Uh, eventually, ah! they stare face to face. Out comes Drake Maverick, makes the match for next week. Uh, Leo Rush versus Akira Tazawa. Next week's going to be a pretty stacked 205 live show. I hope so. TJP versus Noam Dar. Um, Leo Rush versus Akira Tazawa. Assuming these don't go like less than five minutes. That's true. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you always have one really good match on the. Um, on the show, man. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have a really boring iPhone promo from Drew Gulak and his his lackeys of Jack Gallagher and um, Brian Kendrick, the Brian Kendrick. Yeah. What are, man? What are they building to with these three guys? It looks like Drew Gulak um, cruiserweight title match because he said something like, "We'll be paying close attention to this title match tonight." Okay. Um, yeah, that's what I'm guessing, and then maybe Gallagher and Kendrick are going to be his. Lackeys. lackeys, yeah. Uh, Galahackies? Galahackies. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, I would like to see Drew Gulak's nice. I mean, I think... <laughs> he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. I, he shook my hand. Yeah, didn't they mention something about a PowerPoint promo? Or a p- presentation for next I week? I mean, if it's Drew Gulak, I, would be- I wouldn't bet against that. I'd hope so. I, I, wouldn't, get against th- I wouldn't bet against that prospect. I want to see you on next week. Uh, that brings us into our main event of 205 Live. Cedric Alexander versus Hideo Atami. Hard hitting match! Wow! Oh my God! I just I can't believe these two guys. I'm kidding. It was a very nice drop kick on the outside from Atami to Cedric Alexander. Oh, the basement drop kick! Basement drop kick into the steel steps. Yeah, that was really nice. Oh yes, you could hear the goo goo goo, and you know sold it perfectly after that. And those chops by Alexander at the beginning of the match were freaking. These guys awesome. chopped the hell out of each other yeah. throughout this match. They're taking some lessons from Walter, man. Yeah, um, but yeah, like uh, they're going back and forth. Eventually, um, Alexander hits the lumbar check, which I wrote down lumbar check, and he retains his title. Uh, Alexander's still the cruiserweight <laughs> champion. The lumbar check came out of nowhere as like Tommy was running. Like, it really did. He was yeah. just running towards uh, Alexander, and then he just straight up grabs him midair and just takes knees to the back. Lumbar check. So what we're getting? Where it's Gulak Alexander next? I mean, we'll have to find out next week. Colin Delaney. No. No. Why? He lost. That's true. He lost to a dude who who lost to a dude who lost week to prior lost to a moth. Yeah, week prior lost in like three seconds. Yeah. Wait, what? Who lost in three seconds last week? No, Colin Delaney did not fight TJP. No, no, it was Noam Dar. Noam Dar. No, was it Noam Dar? Noam Dar beat. I have a really bad yeah. memory right now. Yeah, Noam Dar defeated um, okay. uh, TJP last week. In All these seconds. guys are the same to me. But yeah, two hundred five live. It was. Uh, would you go out of your way to watch 205 Live? I'd say no. 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 Sorry, guys. Like, always check out the main event highlights, but no, don't go out of your way to watch it. Anyway, speaking of shows From you should go out of your way to, might as well just Live. go straight to... That's not... How many times do we have to do this, Corey? I win. How many times do we have to do this? That's not the theme song anymore. But that is the former theme song of one... 
Wednesday show, wrest- Wednesday wrestling show extravaganza that is known to be NXT. NXT. Uh, July 11th, 2018. We start off the show with Adam Cole versus hey. Adam Birch. <laughs> no, not Adam Birch. Adam Birch. Danny Birch. And it was Danny a non title versus Adam Birch. And they made an emphasis that this was a non title match for Adam Cole's North American NXT title, which, you know, dangles a carrot maybe. Danny Birch will pull off an upset. Yeah. Um, surprisingly quiet reaction to Danny Birch, considering how over him and Oni Lorcan were at the takeover match. I feel, okay, so I feel like Adam Cole coming out by himself. He kind of saunters out to the ring, and with when he has Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong next to him, he just has a ton of more, a lot more swagger to him when he's when, just, when they're with them. Yeah, it's like it's kind of one of the, it's one of those things where you're trying to enter up in the uh, enter in a nightclub. You don't want to be by yourself. You want to be with your boys, yeah. or with with ladies. And and you know, you just, you just come out just being a lot more confident. But at, no, Adam. But I thought Adam Cole's entrance was. Well, what I'm great. saying is like, okay, so when the three of them come out, you know, they all like one of them steps up to the one corner, one steps to the other corner. It just seemed a lot more animated. Yeah. And yeah. now with Adam Cole, he just kind of stood there and waited for the, the boom part. No, nah, but he looked so cool with the boom part. Oh, like, yeah. He timed it. He timed it perfectly. And he looked, and Adam Cole, he looks like a star. Um, but he's not six foot. Chain wrestling at the start is Lorkin and, wait, what? I accidentally wrote Lorkin. Uh, chain wrestling at the start as uh, Birch and Cole fight for control via wrist locks. Uh, mid-air drop-toe hold by Birch. They spill to the outside as Cole hits Birch to the post and into a swinging net breaker. Neck breaker, sorry. Cole does a bicycle kick, generates heat at Birch by yelling at him. Birch comes out, comes back with a Thaz press and a roundhouse kick, and then a missile drop kick from Birch as he mounts his uh, comeback, so you say. Striking combinations and headbutt from Birch. Birch also performs Nigel McGuinness' old signature move, Tower of London. Which yeah. is pretty much a DDT, well, like a bulldog DDT, not a bulldog, whatever. Like, yeah, he's pretty much doing the Tower of London as Nigel himself yells it out, which I thought was very nice. Like Tower of London, I remember when I used to do that. That was my move. That was my to move. Brian Danielson back in ROH. Yeah. Fake out super kick, then an Ushiguroshi for a two count from Cole, and then a super kick, then a pièce de résistance, then a last shot running knee for the three. Cole wins. I thought this was a decent showing for Adam Cole, uh, even though the crowd was relatively silent throughout. Maybe because it was a foregone conclusion that Cole was winning, but mm-hmm. I but I thought the fact that they said it was a non-title match thought maybe uh, Birch got okay. this. Why the didn't. hell is Adam Cole's knee so damn pale? Because it's a knee like he has a kneecap. He has a kneecap and it's just covered all the time, right? What? So he wears that knee pad everywhere he goes, like when he's sunbathing. Maybe he wears pants. You know, it is Orlando, though. That's true. I Whatever. Don't know. Maybe it's a cold time in Orlando. But I thought this was a pretty good match. You know, what did you think of it? It was. I mean, it was a good match. I liked it back and forth. Um, Danny Birch. I don't yeah, that know dude is thirty six years old. Like he's a. Gr- I don't see him like. I think, I think this is like as far as he's probably gonna go in terms of his yeah. wrestling career. I maybe a main roster is upon him. He'll have maybe trainer at the UK division, uh, NXT UK. Yeah, um, but then I but he's a great. But I I see him as a talented enough wrestler to you know have decent television matches here and there and makes everybody look good. A la Ty Dillinger or of the, or anybody of the like. I hey man, whatever gets me to mention Ty Dillinger. Yeah. You know. Candice LeRae, also known as Candice Ooh. Wrestling. Yeah, here we go. Confronts Shayna Baszler. Well, this is, uh, this is first she's uh, kind of talking up the women's division. She's about yeah, like Lacey is Evans is a great wrestler. After an in-ring promo scathing every, the entire yeah. division last week. Uh, Baszler calls out LeRae, uh, calls LeRae a cute little sidekick, and then LeRae slaps her, and then madness ensues. Yeah, Serena, De- Serena Deven crew had to come in and save the yeah, day, man. Former Straight Edge Society member. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Kathy Kelly then interviews Dakota Kai about Shayna's entering promo, but is interrupted by Lacey Evans and her white privilege. They fight next week. Wait, 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 wait. Lacey Evans and her white privilege? That's her gimmick, dude. That's pretty much her gimmick. Oh, look at me. I have all these nice things, and I'm very nice, and I'm very classy, and I'm so traditional. You're just nothing, and I'm white. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I I guess I maybe I'm a little blind to it because I did am you watch? Did you look at her outfit? Yeah, like she looked like she was going to. She a was like funeral. a southern belle. She like a southern uh, southern belle. She looked like she was going to a funeral, but then they just but then she's wearing opposite color of what they are, which is white. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about Lacey Evans. Okay, but they they fight next week. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then we got next up. We got Vanessa Bourne versus Kyrie Sane. Uh, it's been a while since she was on TV, but I think Vanessa Bourne had different music. 
bit. Yeah, I, I feel like they it's a little do. different. Yeah. They always kinda it is NXT. Uh Sane does the rest hold flick spot to Bourne. Uh Tone Ankle holds from the back as Bourne reaches the ropes and yells at Sane to get off of her. Uh, Simone drop from Bourne, body scissors hold from Bourne, somersault knee breaker for the comeback for, from Sane, a series of cross body chops, head scissors takeover, and a spear make up Sane's comeback offense. And then we got, I didn't, I didn't know what Mara was saying when she did, when she did this move, when Sane did this move called the sliding D. Is that what it's called? Oh, the um, where she just just plants herself all the way to the corner and then she just slides to the outside while like clotheslining the individual. I, f- I forget what it's called. Huh? Yeah, you look real confused. Yeah, I think because I'm not doing a very good job describing it. I missed that part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it sounds familiar though. The sliding yeah. D. But uh, I remember saying it before, and I'm like, that's a it's weird the name. Sliding D. I don't know what that means. The, the Maybe it might be a friggin' maritime reference. No, Kyrie Saint just like the D. No D. No D. She just uh, thinks it sounds funny. But Bourne stops Sane from going up the top rope. Uh, then it culminates in a cross-legged Boston Crab called the Anchor from Sane for the submission victory. Uh, post-match promo from Sane, uh, and I quote, I know you're strong, but I beat you before, and I'm going to beat you again. I'm going for the treasure, and that's the women's championship. And then she does her dance, and it's pretty much the corniest dance you will ever see. So corny. <laughs> that you cut to this these particular audience this particular audience member who's doing the exact same dance that she's doing yeah yeah and he kind of quits ha- halfway like halfway through the dance yeah like can, like and after he realizes what he's doing like if anything if there's anything go out of your way to watch in NXT it's just this fan just this fan and that dance and then Vanessa Bourne with that nice did you mention the was it the twisting vertical suplex oh yeah that was really nice man yeah. and then uh, Nigel began he's like I was talking to her weeks ago she said she was working on that <laughs> well she probably she probably worked harder on mo- mostly most other things yeah because she lost and uh, Kyrie Sane, God bless her, but her accent is really heavy, and I can see it being quite a setback for her. Like it's, you know, you know how like that's probably part of the reason why Oscar never really got oh, the win. Kyrie title. Sane, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I, I just think it's another reason why WWE shouldn't force foreigners to speak English. Like, just do subtitles. I, I know, like I've done subtitles in editing gigs before. It's not fun, but yeah. damn it, you're getting paid for this. So yeah, do the exactly. Work. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, and they're making so much money. Uh, then after that, we got a number, we got a plug for the number one contenders match for the women's title consisting of Sane, Cross, Belair, and Larray. Yeah. Should be cool. Should be cool. I can see that main eventing next week. Uh, and then we got go backstage. Aleister Black gets interviewed about fighting Ciampa for the title in two weeks. And then after that, Gargano confronts Black saying Ciampa can't be champion. Ciampa can't be champion. I Champion, champion can't, can't be champion. Champion can't be champion. CCBC. Like I didn't real. I like I wrote this down in my notes. Champion. Champa can't be champion. That should be a chant. Champa. The champion can't be champion. Chant. Um. Yeah. And then uh, Gargano just kind of playing the whole. Uh, Don't do this. He can't be champion. He can't be champion. And then he's Alistair Black. You know. Like whatever. I'll make okay. I w- I'll make sure that he won't be champion. He just let me deal with this. And then Gargano. He goes. I know what I need to do. And then just walks away. Like Black ignores him. And then he gets attacked and by Champa. Segment, oh, what? oh, I thought the segment was over. Nah, Champa uh. comes out of nowhere. Giving Black a DDT to the concrete floor, and, and then Champa a draping DDT like from the table. Yes. Oh my God. And then, and then you got your you got your PAs in the back just saying, "Somebody get some help over here! Somebody get some help over here!" And then Champa gets his, does his wave that he does so so creepily. Bye. Yeah. Goodbye. And then it goes to our main event, Undisputed Era. And you announced oh. the Fatal Four Way right for next yeah, week. Yeah, I just okay, did. Okay. Yeah. And then shows how much I was paying attention. Uh huh. Uh. Lost my train Sorry. of thought. <laughs> You're like, Undis- you asshole. Undisputed Era, consisting of Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Roger Strong, Roderick Strong versus Mustache Mountain, Trent Seven, and Tyler Bate for the NXT Tag Team Titles. Yeah. Immediately at, th- at the bell, Undisputed, ta- Undisputed attacks Mustache Mountain, double uppercuts, but we got a comeback offense, double uppercuts from Mustache Mountain, assisted back senton from Mustache Mountain. Undisputed Era leave the ring and then come back but gets attacked, so they leave only to do it again. Yeah. It's like this is like, oh, I'm out of here. Oh, we're getting attacked. We're going to get out of here again. Oh, we're getting attacked ah. again. Um, and basically trying to isolate uh, Trent Seven's knee. Yeah. He, he had a knee injury recently. That was, that's pretty much the story of that entire match. Yeah. Undisputed Era and Mustache Mountain Chance are being yelled at, f- yelled at for a very long time. Like, I felt like that went on I know. forever. It was, it was like the Cody Rhodes chance at the Cow Palace. Oh, yeah. 
Co- friggin' Corey. Um, Trent gets his knee smashed into the steel steps, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, this pretty much dictates the entire yeah. storyline of this match. Well, he had a brace on it, too, the entire mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, as the knee gets worked on, Tyler Bate gets a scorching hot tag. Uppercut, standing like shooting. Yep. Scorching hot tag. Standing shooting star press. Tyler Bate is just simply tremendous at this. Uh, O'Reilly chokes Bate. Chokes Bait out, but gets out of it. And then right after that, Bait does a double spin on Undisputed Era and finishes it with a German suplex on Strong right into O'Reilly. This was incredible. So, like, he has, like, Tyler Bait, he has uh, Roger Strong, a fireman's yeah, on carry. His, on his shoulders, yeah. He on his shoulders. This spot that, at the, the UK yeah. match, yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. But he seemed a little slower this time. Maybe just not it's enough. Just uh, two dudes. Well, no, but when he did it last time, it, it was, it was, really it was fast. like really fast. This time, I think it was just because the crowd was so hot in the UK show mm-hmm. at uh, Royal Albert Hall. They just they gave him strength. You know? Ex- exactly. It was his hometown crowd. It was, this was just too much to follow now. Like, just this was just too much to follow in terms of just the amount of action. This match was incredible. Tyler Bates should be like, oh, God, God bless him. Uh, Brainbuster suplex for another two count. Seven tagged himself in and pretty much works with one leg. Attempted clo- Texas Cloverleaf from Strong to Seven, but oh, is that what that was? Yeah. Okay. I was, I, was kinda, to, I was trying to figure that out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, heel hook from O'Reilly as Seven tries to reach Bait, and this lasts for a very long time as Tyler Bait he teases throwing into the towel, and these guys were just emoting like crazy. Yeah, and we haven't seen like the a finish like that in a while where somebody throws in a towel. Seriously. Um, is, is is there an official word for that? Throwing in the towel. It's not like that's what it is. T T I T. Oh no, never mind. <laughs> T I T. The Terry. The Terry Invitational. The Terry Invitational. Um, but yeah, like I thought, Tyler Bate was like his facials were fantastic. Like he, I love how Marl Marl just said like Tyler Bate isn't just as big a just as much pain as Trent Seven is yeah. throughout this hold, and so they were milking the crap out of. Throwing in the towel spot until Tyler Bate eventually did, and Undisputed Era are your tag team champions uh, once again. And apparently, um, after after the show uh, to WWE.com, they had a video where Trent Seven was walking out on crutches. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're trying to write off Seven for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to move Bate into the cruiserweight. Or I freaking hope. So. Well, cruiserweight. I think he's above cruiserweight at this point. I think Ty- Tyler Bate should be one of the most hot. Like. He's pretty much like their most hottest must-see talents today. Like, imagine him at the G1. Yeah. Like, he is just, to me, he's one of the most talented, like, people on their roster. Well, a lot of those UK guys are actually able to, like, work similar to their own style. They're not all being forced to work this WWE style. And considering the fact that, like, Tyler Bate, he's like, what is he, like, 21, 20? Yeah. Like, it's crazy. I have no, like, I I put him. dating Liv Morgan? Probably. Doesn't matter. No, I'm just wondering. That's another notch in his badge, I guess. Yeah, right. You know? On but both their badges. God, seriously, God bless Tyler Bate. And I wish I see. And uh, you know what? I do hope this is a singles push for Tyler Bate, because and not. Hey, you know what? And that's not knocking against Trent Seven. That dude is also really great with his nice rainmakers. His oh se- yeah, his seven star rainmakers. Oh my God. Yeah. Eat your <laughs> heart out, Meltzer. Oh uh, yeah. But a uh, really tremendous match, prob- arguably the best match of the night, even though we got G1 coming Saturday. Oh, so I hesitate to say that. But, oh, okay, I'll say this. Best match, w- uh, best WWE produced match this entire week, probably this entire month. I thought this main event was just tremendous. Like, it's right up there with their UK match. Yeah, well, the, I, well, the UK matches were really, really good. Like, I could, I was, no. Those, like, Undisputed Era and Mustache Mountain, those guys have just endless chemistry. I could oh, see, yeah. I could watch those guys. Uh, but it looks like you like said Trent Seven's out. So who's next in line for the tag titles, man? I want to see War Raiders. I can see the War Raiders. War Raiders. Uh, maybe the Mighty. Oh, uh, maybe the Mighty, and they'll build up the War Raiders. Oh, wait, no, they're heel. The Mighties are heel, oh, though. Yeah. You don't want to put heels against heels. I mean, NXT, whatever. But the Mighty have been there for so long. I don't even think they'll win the tag titles. I don't know. I don't even think that. I mean, my vote's whatever. for War Raiders. It probably it, it it may be the Oakland uh, War Raiders. Yes. They're gonna come out in black and white gear. Yeah, but that was uh that was two five live. That was NXT. That was the G one special. It was a loaded B show, man. That was, that was that was extra Bs to put away today in the yep. B show. Yep, I uh, ran out of B jokes, so no, it's okay. I, yeah. just, I just start saying B. Just say it in a weird way. B. B. See, people think it's funny. There's our our. I can hear the laughs already, Corey. <laughs> anyway, we need we need to get a laugh track on the show. 
Nah, it's okay. <laughs> uh, but we are a living laugh track. Come on, but now. guys, before the we audience is the laugh track. That's true. Uh, before we get out of here, guys, we have some mandatory birthday wishes we have to give out. Oh, you're right. You just coffee got splashed. splashed coffee you. got splashed in my you face when I was squirted in your face with coffee. Anyways, go wipe that off your face, Michael. I'll go give out the birthday wishes. I'll take care of it. I'll look at my phone too. Um, for, uh, for celebrating his 34th birthday today on July 12th, we have one Samuel Zane who turns 34. Oh, yes, and we must, uh, I, pr- I feel like we should probably mention, if you go to his Twitter account where he mentions it's his birthday, well, so oh. pretty much his br- what he wants for his birthday is for people to go donate. to his Sammy for Syria and donate to a very good cause, yeah. which is, uh, I think it goes towards mobile... Mobile clinics, mobile medical clinics, and like war, uh, war stricken uh, Middle East places. A lot, well, a lot of it was for Syria at first, and I think he's expanding it as well. So, if you want to wish him a very happy birthday, I can't think of a better possible way to do that. Donate a dollar, even if you, you know, any any amount counts too. You know, don't donate fifty cents. Donate a dollar. Go full dollar, man. Yeah. If you're shiny new dollar, if, if you only can donate fifty cents, I would I would say just save that fifty cents. You probably need it. Yep. Uh, but guys, and get well soon. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, uh, another birthday today. Celebrating his forty-fourth birthday is one Hurricane Helms, baby. The Ring of Honor superstar, the Hurricane. Is he in Ring of Honor. He's in Ring of Honor now. Okay. He just he just had a feud with uh, Marty Scroll. Great. I'm yeah. sure that was a pretty good match too. Yeah, the villain versus the superhero. Yeah. So I mean, it's a good little gimmick they had going. So he owns the rights to the Hurricane. I believe so. Or he just he d- he changed the name up a little bit, like he's like not the Hurricane, he's Hurricane Helms, something That's like that. That's smart. Yeah. Uh, and oh, yesterday we celebrated one Universal Champion, and today we celebrate another Universal Champion's birthday. Turning forty-one years old is my father, my inspiration. I almost said my lover, but that would have made the whole statement very, very weird. Brock Lesnar. What would you give Brock Le- if you were? Say you have to give a present to Brock Lesnar, what would it be? Uh, alone time. Or more land. More land for his ranch and more acres. Here's, here's four acres. Just uh, everyone give him an acre for his give birthday. Him, Guys, I if, would just give him like a hog of meat. If you want to celebrate maybe? Brock Lesnar's birthday, go on his Twitter page and just buy him land. He does, yeah. <laughs> he owns this one. Like, uh, here, have this one acre. Landforbrock.com. <laughs> it's a, and uh, in Saskatchewan. I'm sure there's plenty of land to go around Where's Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan? It's in Canada. He's a, is he from Canada? No. He, he, oh, he's he, from Minnesota. He, he's from Minnesota, but um, <laughs> Minnesota. I feel like you have to have a Minnesota accent in order to, to say, say Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, he's ba- he has a he has a ranch in like Saskatchewan. Like he just lives off the grid with him and Sable. Yeah, and his uh, his daughter <laughs> and uh, man, and his children. Yeah, imagine if you're dating a girl and then like that that girl's father just turned out to be Brock Lesnar. Like Lesnar, like is that is his daughter? His, his, his daughter looks a lot like him, so I think you'd kind of. I mean, I don't go necess- I mean, this is only hypothetical. I don't go out of my way knowing what his daughter looks like. Just, but then, can you just imagine having that be like finding out that? Hi, you want to meet my to come home for? Day? Yeah, I'd love to come. Like, isn't you open like? Oh, this is his house. Doom. Like, Doom. that's the the doorbell. Do 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 do. Oh my god. Do do. No, his doorbell is. Ah! Yeah, then uh, Paul Heyman's like comes out of nowhere. No, you ever seen that movie, a Goofy movie, uh, where um, oh, where yeah. Max he just like he's he's uh he enters the door for his crush Roxanne, and the person who comes up to him who answers the door is his dad. He just has this <laughs> like he's just the meanest looking person. I can I, imagine Brock Lesnar being that. Yeah, I remember meeting my uh, I had an ex girlfriend who her dad was in the military. Oh, that's always a good thing. And that God was, bless uh, military. He was, uh, no, I know, but it's just, you know, for someone like me who's never been in the military or dealt with people in the military, it's a little daunting mm-hmm. uh, because you're like, this is my girlfriend. I'm just having sex with her on a daily basis. Oh, you want me to meet your dad? Okay. I don't know. I didn't say that to him. No, I'm I saying, I, say. I'm thinking that before I go in. Like, I'm just some jerk, you know, hanging out with his daughter, uh, getting. I'm not even in the military. And I would be, I would be just, what? Yeah, you, you probably would walk down the street and be like, ugh. Look at this Ugh. guy. Ugh. Oh. 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 We can't even get this guy together. Oh. Uh, but guys, let's wrap it up, Michael. Let's get out of here. Is that it for birthdays? The, oh, yeah. So it was uh, <laughs> Brock Lesnar, Sami Zayn, Hurricane Helms. Okay. Um, happy birthday. Happy Wait, birthday. is it the same day? Yeah, all the same day. Wow. All on July 12th. That's today. Wow. So Happy birthday, y'all. We're my brother's birthday yesterday, so happy birthday to my brother, Jonathan. See, we we would uh, give him a special birthday shout out on the show. Like, Jonathan, happy birthday. But now we can't. We could have yesterday. We could yesterday. We could have said. I could have been here yesterday. I know. 
you I were was too busy celebrating with your brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You know, we had yeah. Memphis Minis again. That's fine. Oh god, for my birthday we had I Memphis. Like, Minis. I don't like Memphis Minis that much. It's all right. It's mostly because it's the, well, it was just Uber Eats, so oh. we just got it delivered and just headed to our house. It was just easier this way. You know where I went last night? They have really good chicken Memphis Minis. You ever go to Suvla? Suvla. How do you spell that? S O U L V A. Okay. Uh, or S O U V L A. Uh, it's like this Greek restaurant, mm. um, but it's basically just like sandwiches and salad, and you get ch- uh, you get like pick chicken, pork, lamb, veggie. Yeah. It's really good. And then I had pupusas at one a.m. last night. Yeah. Yep. Well, we're at this part of the podcast. We got, we should probably end this. Yeah. Anyways, guys, let's get out of here. Um, I'm Corey Smith. I'm Michael Vergara. And we will see you tomorrow for the new show. Later, guys. I heard that song in a porno before. Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's standard. Well, no, it's one of those ads. Oh. Where you got to like Hey, guys. Like, come watch this over here. Well, no, it's like one of those things, like, it's one of these ads where, like, they started showing, like, you know, from Source Filmmaker, so, like, you could just extract any video game character in any model, Honestly, and, then they just, and they just make them, and they just make, you know, porno videos of it, because of course you would. Honestly, though, it's really funny. They're getting really good at that, They, they these um, animators. I'm kind of glad that we do share a theme song with a porno, because now I want somebody to hear the theme song. A porn it. ad. Well, yeah, and then hear the theme song, like, when they hear our, our, song, our show starting, and they're just like... I love this show. It's the best show ever. Oh, my God. Anyways. All right, guys. I'm Corey Smith. We're cutting this, right? I'm Corey Smith. I'm Michael Vergara. All right. See you later. Bye.